I'm Derek Walker, I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and today I want to share about being filled with the love of God. What could be more important than that? And uh, I want to talk about love, and where better to start than 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that says, Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith that I could remove mountains, but, n but I have no love, then I am nothing. That's a very strong statement. You, however gifted you are, if you have no love, you are nothing. You're a zero. In other words, love is the measure of who you are, not your gifts, your abilities, but your love measures who you are. The greater in love you are, the greater you are. Jesus said, he who is a servant is great in the kingdom of God. He who loves is great. And then he goes on and says, Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, but have not love, it profits me nothing. In other words, it's the, the inner action, the inner motive, is what gives value to what we do. And if, it, if what we're doing is just for our own selfishness, even though it may look on the outside to be something great, it is actually nothing, and it profits us nothing. There'll be no reward for it. And then in verse 8 it says, love never fails. Love is the strongest thing in the world. And then verse 13 says, and now abide faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So love is in a sense the most important. It's the greatest thing. It's the thing of the greatest value. It's something that endures forever and ever. It's, it's strong. And so we need to understand love and have love in our life if we want to be people of value and significance. What is love? And people will give different kinds of definitions of love. Maybe some would say it's a feeling. Some would say, no, it's a decision. Uh, some would say it's, it's thoughtfulness. And although each of these are maybe components or part of or manifestations of love, it, they do not describe the essence of love. The essence of love is actually, love is something that is spiritual. Love is something that is the presence of God, really, in your life. Uh, it helps to understand what hell is. Really, apart from anything else, hell is a total absence of the presence of God, of the love of God, of the goodness of God. It's, it, the, any love that's in our life ultimately derives from the presence of God. And in hell, there will be a total absence of love. There'll be a total absence of the goodness of God. And that's what will make hell hell. There'll be, it will feel like a total emptiness of soul because there is no warmth. And there is no presence of God there. And what makes heaven heaven? is the fact that there's a greater presence of God there than we experience now. And, and, and there's, a, or in other words, there's a greater level of love. So love is something spiritual that is, it ultimately comes from the presence of God. And that means we cannot generate love from our own soul, from our own mind, will, and emotions. It's, it's actually something spiritual. And the first beatitude is, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. In other words, you've got to realize that love is spiritual and love comes from God. And you are blessed when you realize that you need to 
come to God as the source of love rather than thinking you can generate it yourself. And when you realize you're poor in yourself, then you can draw upon the love of God, and that's the key to being truly blessed. And so we need to understand love ultimately comes from God. It's the, in the presence of God. And so what is important in our soul is to yield to the love of God in us that God gives us. And that is where the right thinking and the right feeling and, and the right decision comes. That is us aligning in our soul to the love of God that is spiritual in nature. And so the Bible says that God is spirit and the Bible also says that God is love, 1 John 4, 8. And that tells us that love is something that is spiritual. It's a spiritual substance. It's a spiritual reality. And it's hard for us to grasp this. It's, it's, it's something that is invisible. And yet, that doesn't mean it's not real. In fact, it's more real than things that are visible. You know, um, in a way, it's a invisible but real. And 2 Corinthians 4 says that the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal, such as love. So the fact that you don't see it, actually the unseen things of the Spirit are more real and eternal. Whereas the things you see are less real in the sense that they are, will pass away. So love is the strongest reality in our life and it's eternal. And the choice we have is whether to surrender to and abide in the love of God, that the love that he pours into our hearts. Uh, and that means thinking those thoughts of love, uh, yielding and acting on those thoughts of love, allowing that love to fill our emotions and so on. But ultimately, love is the presence of God in us through the Holy Spirit. And as I say, in the world, it's not like hell because there is love. It's called common grace. And so even though people are not saved, they do, there is love. That they, they live in a certain level of an atmosphere of love. It's mediated through people, through their friends, through parents, through, through relationships. Um, that is part of the common grace of God that God gives to all men, a certain level of love. But as children of God, we ought to be able to operate in a much higher level of the presence of God and of love that comes through us through Christ. And hell, as I say, is a place that won't be like people say, well, hell is, is what's on earth. No, no. Hell is far worse because then all, all presence of God, all love is cut off. Romans 5.5 5 tells us that God is the source of love. It says the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's given to us. And so the love comes from the Holy Spirit, from the spiritual realm, from God's love, and it, God pours it into our hearts. And then we can live in that love. We can't manufacture it ourselves. Galatians 5 says the same thing. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace. So love is something spiritual. It's a spiritual force. It's a spiritual reality. And then we need to yield to that, receive that love and yield to that love. Classic passage is 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. Now, again, we can't manufacture it ourselves. That's why it goes on to say, for love is of God. In other words, God, love comes from God, who is a spirit. 
God is the source of all love. And everyone who loves, he says, he says there's two things about them. Number one, everyone who loves is born of God. That means they've been born of love. They have a relationship with God. They're a child of God through the new birth. You've received Christ and it says then you are born of God. You are born of love and that means you have a love nature. Your born again spirit has the love of God in you. And so that means you are capable of loving. But secondly, it says also, everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Now, know, your knowing God is, is something that should grow stronger and stronger day by day. That is talking about your fellowship with God. As you take time in the presence of God, now that you're born again, you come to know God more and more. And the more you know God, the greater your capacity is for the love of God and the more you can then walk in love. And so if you are walking in love, it's because, first of all, you're born of God, but now you've developed a fellowship with God. And now the love of God is filling your heart and you're able to walk in that love. And so when you're born of God, love is the nature of your spiritual being. You're connected now to the source of love. Um, and then as you fellowship with God, as you know God, that love that's in your spirit can now flow into your heart and fill your heart. And then you can start walking in love. And, and as we walk in that reality, we can grow in love more and more. The more we receive God's love and the more we act in love, that our capacity for love will increase. And so the knowing how much you know God determines how much you are connected to the source of love. And that determines how much love you can express in your life. And that is the measure of you as a person is the measure of your love that is flowing through you. Verse 8 says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And so you cannot love without the love of God. And that needs, again, you need to be born again and you need to be knowing God. You need to be in fellowship with God. And then that love that's, that God is love will start manifesting in your life. So if you're not walking in love, it's either because you're not born of love in the beginning or you're not walking in fellowship with God, who is love. So you might be born again, but you're not in fellowship with God and as a result, that love is not showing in your life. And so all of that just shows that God is the source of love. Love is of God. Love is spiritual. If your spirit is born of God, then your spirit consists of love. And the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit and he pours that love into your heart as you trust him and as you walk with him. And we must believe that God is the source of love. And he proved it on the cross, didn't he? He demonstrated his love. And now he pours his love into our heart by the Holy Spirit. We've got to believe in God's love, receive that love, and then walk in that love. And that's in verse 16, he says, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. You've got to believe in the love of God. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And so he says, abide in that love, receive that love, and act on that love. And as you do, your capacity for love will increase.
And so we grow in love by receiving his love and then giving it away. Letting that love govern our actions. We receive God's love in our heart and then we, by faith and then we release that love by our words and actions. And so now let's turn to the classic passage, which is Ephesians chapter 3. It talks about, to start with, we must pray and ask God to fill our heart with his love. Let's see that this is the prayer in Ephesians 3. It says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom, so he's in a position of humility before God, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We are part of the family of God. It's a love family. The Father loves his children, and he wants to pour his love into us. That He says, we, I ask God that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory. Now, his glory is his manifested love. And so, is according to the riches of all the love that he has, he says, he prays that, he, he would grant you to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Now, the inner man is the heart. And so he, he wants the spirit to act on your heart, to strengthen your heart with might. And what he's really saying is, as we, we will see in a minute, that he's praying that the spirit will fill our heart with his love and empower our heart to love, to be strengthened with might in the inner man, he says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. What he literally, what that means is that the life and the love of Christ that is in the spirit may now come and dwell in your hearts through faith. And you have a certain capacity in your heart for God's love. And, and we need to pray and ask God to fill our heart and also to expand our heart so that we can receive more of his love. We need to pray that the Spirit causes the love of Christ to dwell and fill in our hearts through faith because the rest of our life flows out of our heart. All our thoughts, our words, our actions, they flow out of our heart. And so we need to have our hearts filled with the love of God. Our whole life flows from as an expression of what's in our heart. By being filled in our heart with God's love, that means our whole personality, our thoughts, our motives, our actions will grow out of the soil of love. That's what it means, is that you being rooted and grounded in love. He says, in other words, everything in your life is like a plant, is like a tree. They're your thoughts, your desires, your motives. Is, is your heart is like a garden. And, and if the soil that's in your heart is drenched in love, in the love of God, then everything that comes out of you will be rooted and grounded in that love. It will be beautiful. And then it says, so you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. And here we see that we're talking about the fact that there's a certain capacity. It's four-dimensional, which we'll talk about. The width, the length, the height, the depth of the love of Christ. So uh, the love of Christ that's in us has a certain dimension. Maybe your heart is, is like this, is a little thing, and there's a, his love is in that. 
and, the, and God wants us to grow so that we, we have a bigger dimension, a bigger capacity for his love. And he says that we should know the love of Christ. And so the God, God's, Christ's love is infinite in capacity. And he wants us to grow to be more and more like Christ. And so think about what is the capacity of love in your heart? How big is your heart? The width, the length, the depth, the height. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. The love of Christ passes knowledge. That means it doesn't come from your mind. It comes from the spiritual realm. It comes from a deeper place in you, beyond your mind. He says, if you know the love of Christ, if the love of Christ fills your heart, it says that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Or you might say, filled with his love. And so, the bigger revelation, he says, of the love of Christ you have, that will enable you to receive more of his love. It, it's, he's describing a growth process whereby we receive Christ's love. But to start with, our, our vision of love is so small that uh, we just can receive it to a degree. But as we get a greater and greater revelation of, of Christ's love, and, and as we open our heart more and more to Christ's love, to come into our heart, as the Spirit communicates his love in our heart, so our heart is it's like this elastic thing that, that will grow, and we receive more and more of his love to fill our heart. And that's what he's saying, that, that as we comprehend the width, the height, the depth, and to know through personal experience, the love of Christ, the result is we become filled more and more with the fullness of God. And as our heart capacity increases, then more love can fill us. And that God is able to do this, and he will answer that prayer whenever you pray it. He says, now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So in other words, when you ask for this, God's power and God's love will fill your heart. And it says, to him be the glory. And that is manifested love. Glory is manifested love. And so as you let the love of God fill you, that will start to shine out of you. That is his glory. And he will do that by his power working in you. Notice love has dimensions. We have a certain capacity to love, and that capacity is the measure of who we are. And God wants to increase our capacity more and more so that we can be filled with more of his love. Let's just talk about this. Let me illustrate it perhaps more in a, the love between a man and a woman. Um, what is the depth of love? The depth of love is actually how much one person is willing to sacrifice for the beloved. That's the depth of the love, the, the passion of the love. How much the one is willing to suffer for the other. To how much is he willing to give to the other. The length of the love is how enduring it is. Or will it diminish over time? Or will it keep going? The width of the love is how inclusive is it is. Do we love the person as a whole? Do we care about every part of their lives, what they think, what they feel, or are we just interested in, in what concerns us? And the height of the love is how much we want to exalt them, how much we want to help them fulfill their potential, how much we rejoice in their success, how much we promote their what's good for them. 
That's the height. We, that when we love, we want to exalt the other person. And so, how big is your heart? How much can you love? What is the depth of your, your love? What is the height of your love? What is the length of your love? Let's think about this in relation to Christ. And this is what causes us to grow in love, is when we have a vision of what real love is, then we are challenged and stimulated to ask God to increase our capacity. What about the depth of Christ's love? Wow, he was willing to suffer and die, the equivalent of eternal hell for us. That's how much he loves you. By, that's the depth of his love. That's the foundation for the whole thing. What is his, the length of his love? Well, it says he loves us with an everlasting love. Praise God. His love will never diminish. It will never cease. That's, that's the strength of his love. And the width of his love. Isn't it amazing? He loves all of us. And he loves me as a whole. And he's interested in every little detail of my life. And then the height of his love is that he wants to exalt me. He plans to exalt me and, and bless me and in eternity glorify me and just demonstrate his wonderful grace to me. That's how much he loves me. So Christ's love is infinite. We measure ourselves against that. And then we, we constantly are challenged to increase. See, if you compare against other people, you might think, well, I'm fine. I'm a decent person. And you're not challenged to grow. But he wants us to know the, light, the love of Christ in all its massiveness so that now we will expand our heart and ask him to fill us more and more and grow in our love. He, the, it says in Psalm 119, it says, I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. That should be our prayer to God, that we, God enlarges our heart, and he keeps filling us more and more with his love, and we, and we grow in love. And one example of this is in the area of forgiveness, because forgiveness has give in the middle. Forgiveness, because when you forgive, you are giving a gift to the other person. And we need to expand our heart in the area of forgiveness. We see this in, in the Gospels, Luke 17 Jesus said, if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times a day he, he says, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. In other words, they, that was beyond their capacity. Jesus was setting a standard that was higher, that was challenging them to rise up and to grow in love. And, and Jesus basically said, just put the little bit of the mustard seed of love and faith that you have put that into action and you will grow. Whenever you act in love, whenever you yield to love, that love will grow. But then Jesus expands further because in Matthew 18, Peter comes to him and say, Lord, how often shall I, my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? So Peter has embraced this level of seven times and he thinks, well, I've done well. Isn't that enough? And then Jesus said, I don't say seven times, but 70 times seven. So notice, Jesus is immediately now setting a bigger standard. In other words, he's giving him a bigger vision of what real love is and calling Peter to rise up to that. So just when we think we understand love, we look at God's love and we realize our love is so small. We need to ask God to expand our heart more and more and ask him to fill our heart with his love. And the more our heart expands with a revelation of God's love, the more we can be filled with God's love. You see, love is that which is self-giving. 
When we say God is love, it means that God continually wants to give himself and pour out his presence into us. So love radiates and it fills any space that receives it. So when we uh, open our heart to God, God's love will rush into our heart because that's the nature of love. He just wants you to open to God and then he will fill your heart with his love. And the more you open your heart to God's love, your heart will expand to receive more. And then as you put it into action, you'll, you'll expand it more as well. And there's a miracle in the Bible in, in 2 Kings 4 that describes that. You know, it's the story, the oil miracle, where, you know, the, she, this lady had just a jar of oil. And he tells her, go borrow vessels from your neighbors everywhere. And uh, empty vessels, loads of them. And then pour the oil into all those vessels, he said. And let, as she did that, the oil filled the vessels and until they ran out of vessels to fill. And then the oil ceased. And I want you to notice what that means is your heart is that empty vessel. The oil is the presence of God, is the love of God. If you present your heart to God and ask him to fill him with your love, he will fill you to capacity. And the more empty vessels there were, the more oil there was. And so as you increase your capacity, you can receive more and more of God's love. And throughout eternity, I believe, our capacity for love will increase and increase. You see, your spiritual heart is, receives oxygen from the lungs and then pumps it round the body. And in the same way in your heart is to receive the love of God, the oxygen of God from the Spirit. And then you pump it through all your life. We need to keep receiving God's love in our hearts and then expressing it in our life. And as we do that, we will grow in love. There's two keys. We receive, we release. The more and more you turn to God and receive his love into your heart. And the more that you release it by speaking words of love and acts of love being generous with the love that God's given you, then you will keep growing in love and you will become a greater and a greater person. Love is what defines who you are, the greatness of who you are in God's sight. Hopefully you are encouraged and fired up to really want to praise God like you've never done before. Let me give you some more fuel to add to that fire, which is my eight CD series on praise. This will give you the scripture and the inspiration to really change your life in this way and really come into the fullness that God has for you. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.